This is a national health care alert from the 24-7 Diabetic Health Hotline. If you, a family member, or a loved one has diabetes, listen closely. Now, regardless of your age, if you have insurance, you may qualify to receive diabetic testing supplies with little to no out-of-pocket cost. Get free delivery, free information, and all the paperwork is handled by our accredited suppliers for free. Call the 24-7 Diabetic Health Hotline now for details. Toll free at this number. But wait, there's more. If you call right now, you could get a meter upgrade. In addition, we'll give you a free pair of diabetic socks as our special gift to you. Regardless of your age, if you suffer with diabetes and have insurance, you may qualify to get free delivery of your supplies. 800-443-4996. 800-443-4996. 800-443-4996. That's 800-443-4996. You're locked into the HBCU Football Daily Podcast for today, Thursday, February 5th. I'm Donald Ware, and we're talking. We're going to take things to Huntsville, uh, as a matter of fact, and talk some Alabama A&M football in his third season as the head football coach at Alabama A&M is Connell Maynard, of course, just recently uh, named as one of the 50 all-time greatest athletes uh, in MEAC history. And he joins us here on the HBCU Football Daily Podcast. How are you, Coach Maynard? I'm doing great, Donald. How you doing, man? Doing good, man. I'm 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 hanging in here like everybody else, and I want to start there, man. I mean, what does it mean to you to be voted to the all-time MEAC list as one of the top fifty? Oh man, that's a great, unbelievable accomplishment, and uh, I'm so humbled and and honored to to be named one of the top 50 greatest football players ever in the MEAC history. And, uh, you know, really, Donald is a great individual achievement, but it's really a team award, you know. And uh, I know I owe it all to my coaches uh, and my teammates. Um, you, you can't get in – you can't be one of the top 50 players without having great teammates and a, and a great defense and a great offense and great coaches to put you in position to be successful. So I owe it all to those guys. Uh, you won't see their names on there, but um, I, I couldn't have done it without myself, uh, by myself. And uh, you know, you got you got to be. I, I guarantee you, nobody in the top fifty uh, was on losing teams. You know, so you know you you had to have a a good team. You know, we won championships, and you know we we was successful every year, and and that plays a big part into winning those awards. Being the player of the year, a, a prime example is my quarterback here. He wasn't player of the year last year. But Alcorn's was, but Alcorn won the championship. And, you know, my quarterback had this, the numbers, but we didn't beat them and we didn't get to the championship. So, we, you know, that's one of the things we told him. You know, if you want the accolade, you got to win the championship as a quarterback. So, uh, again, it, you, you got to have great teammates. So, it, it's a team award. And I just want to thank all my teammates and my coaches uh, for putting me in that position. No question. You're talking, of course, referencing Akil Glass, and we're going to talk more uh, about him. Now, you could also, like, I don't know if the CIAA had this kind of award, but you'd, you'd be in the CIAA's top 50 all the time, too. <laughs> right? <laughs> yep, maybe, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no question, man. So how, how are you guys preparing? Just talk about that and how, how things are coming along as you prepare uh, for your opening game amidst, still amidst COVID-19. Yeah, it's uh, it's coming, Donald. You know, we we got to try to get these guys back in shape, and 
and uh, get them ready to play some football. It's been over a year. So, um, you know, we, we just glad to be back out working and, and uh, watching film and doing Zooms and social distancing and wearing our masks. Um, you know, we, we've been back um, probably two, three weeks, and, you know, we, we test probably eight times already. We test every Monday, every Friday. And uh, I think we had one case so far. And uh, maybe three people had to quarantine. So uh, the guys are really doing a great job of doing what they're supposed to do, uh, especially with the social distance and washing their hand, washing their hands, and, and 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 doing all the protocol to make sure that they don't get it or 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 pass it on to somebody else. And and they they want to play football because I I told them look, if you want to play football, you got to do it. You got to sacrifice. You know now if we start getting all these cases, they're gonna shut it down. So, and we had some cases with the basketball programs where, you know, they had to cancel a lot of games and, and, and quarantine and things of that nature. So, uh, I got 110 people. So, uh, with 110 people and, and we didn't have, I don't know how many tests and we only had one positive so far. Um, you know, just, you know, knock on wood, but, uh, the university and our protocol, our, our, our training staff is doing an excellent job of, with the testing. And then our coaches and the players are doing an excellent job of, of keeping a mask on at all times, social distancing, and just doing all this, all the thing, the little things we can as far as washing our hands and things of that nature. Connell Maynard, of course, in his third season as the head football coach at Alabama A&M, joins us here on the HBCU Football Daily Podcast. You guys open up the season at home on all at all, against Allcorn State, which very could well be the game of the year. Not only in the swag. I mean, I know it's an opening game, but when you talk about the top two quarterbacks. Uh, I mean, we could be talking about maybe the game of the year in HBCU football. So let me start there. Akil Glass, obviously, all-world. Also a top he's, – he's top 20 in terms of uh, pro prospects, which is absolutely phenomenal. I, I, I want to get your thoughts on the season that he specifically had last year. Uh, I, I think that, you know, Akil has done an excellent job since we got here and uh, – He's just continue to grow and learn and lead every single year. And uh, he's just he's just a coachable kid, you know, and he, he uh, just takes it all in, uh, you know, yes, sir, no, sir. Uh, he's going to try to improve on anything that you tell him. You know, we talked about how his speed and his size, and he lost weight, and, and uh, you know, now he run a 5'4", instead of a 5'8", you know, so <laughs> – but yeah, he lost some weight down and got it trimmed down a little bit. And he thinks he's fast now, but you know he'll he'll step a two quicker. But he's trying to do everything that he can do in his power to better himself in this football program. And uh, you know the the year that he had last year uh, was a great year. But at the end of the day, we was one play away, Donald. And uh, so he needed to make one more play. Uh, and that was of course in, against Alcorn. If we make one more play, we win that game and we win the SWAC championship. So. Um, you know, he's, he's been working hard ever since then, and he's in command of the offense. You know, he know how to get us in and out of plays. And uh, no, he checks not only the pass play, he checks the running plays. So I think he checks the running plays more than he do pass plays, actually. So uh, he's doing a great job. He really understands what we're trying to do and what the defense is trying to do. And when they do a certain thing, he knows the check to go to. So uh, we're in great hands with, with a quill. And uh, if you got a, if you got a quarterback, and especially one as good as him, you always have a chance. Uh, for a championship. Yeah, what are some of the things you felt like he needed to really work on coming 
into this season. I mean, if you look at the numbers, and, and it's not all about the numbers you mentioned. I mean, at the end of the day, you didn't play in the SWAC championship game, but he had 3,600 yards passing, 32 touchdowns, 11 interceptions, completing close to 62% of his passes. What were you – and you would know, like you – if anybody knows what quarterbacks need to do, as great a quarterback as you were, as great as quarterbacks as you've coached throughout your career, what are some of the things that you're looking for him to improve upon? Well, his pocket presence. Um, he has tended to, to drift a little bit in the pocket when he don't have to or, or leave the pocket every now and then when he don't have to. So um, his pocket presence is one of the things he needs to work on. And then just making sure he don't make the big mistake. Um, it's okay to have some turnovers, uh, a bad play here, but you can't have the play that changes the game. Uh, uh, and a lot of times, you know, the quarterback don't get that ball every snap. So we just need him to be a little bit more secure with the football uh, because a couple of turnovers that he made was, was big turnovers, you know, in big situations. So we just need him to continue to do what he's been doing, but make sure he, he understands the situation exactly that you don't have to force this ball here. It's uh, third and four. You know, we got we can either go forward or we're already in field goal range. So just – Little stuff like that that he needs to work on now. He has all all the tools. He can make every throw. Uh, he understands offensive defense. He understands his personnel. He understands who he's, he's going against and what matchups we're going to do. So it's it's a the the little stuff of of being better pocket presence and understanding situations just a little bit better. And and if he can if he masters that, uh, the sky's the limit for him. You know, when Alabama A&M first signed Jordan Bentley and I looked at his, you know, his credentials coming out of high school, I'm like, man, this that's a really big signing. This guy's going to be really, really good. He had a, a really good uh, freshman year, sophomore and junior year. He was injured. And then last year he came on like gangbusters, a box to row All-American. You lose him. You know, uh, how do how do who, who's the next guy up for uh, for the Bulldogs in terms of from the running back position? Uh, Gary Coors is up now, but we're going to probably do it by uh, running back by committee. And um, we, we signed a couple other running backs. We signed a couple of freshmen, and we got one transfer. So we're going to let these guys battle out, and battle it out, and, and we're going to probably do it by running back by committee. And uh, we'll probably play two or three running backs. Abraham comes back for you. What a special – I mean, this is a special young man. Had a special season last year as a freshman. Like the guy – you know, over a thousand yards receiving, in excess of seventeen yards per reception. You know, he had double-digit touch eleven. As a matter of fact, touchdowns. Uh, what's the expectation from him in his sophomore season? Man, this guy is unbelievable. He's the hardest worker. Uh, I, I, I promise you, and it, it, don't take this wrong way because it's true. He's probably the hardest worker that I ever coached. And that's saying a lot because I had a lot of good players and a lot of hard workers. But this guy just outworks them all, man. He's he's always on the field. He's always in the weight room. He he goes hundred. He goes full speed every drill, and that's what I was trying to teach all my athletes to do. They go full speed in every drill because the drills we're doing is going to help you in the game. And if you go full speed, you're going to get better. If you go half speed, you're not going to get better. You're not going to get in shape uh, jog, jogging. You got to sprint. You know so. He's taking that, I mean, from day one, and he just outworked everybody, man. And he continues to work to this day. Uh, he's preseason, and he still come back right now. He's working harder than he did last year. So he, he, the sky's the limit for him because you can't outwork him. 
he's going to continue to get better. He's going to continue to get better. Yeah, that's very scary. Of course, Connell Maynard joins us here on the HBCU Football Daily Podcast. So the defense um, should be improved this year. I mean, I look at a kid like a Marcus Cushine. Uh, I mean, you look at his numbers and you look at, you know, it's a good player, you know. So talk about uh, him specifically and then the expectations for the defense this year. Yeah, Cushion uh, has um, really stepped it up. You know, we, we when he first came in, he was a linebacker. And uh, so we saw the potential when we moved him to the defense end, and uh, he bought in and uh, just really been working hard. And uh, we're expecting big things out of him this year. He's just expecting to have a big season, and uh, he's going to be a, a big part of that defense getting pressure on that quarterback. Uh, and if we can do that with just four, of course, you know how, how much better that's going to make the defense if we can just get pressure with four. And if not, we have to bring one extra five, uh, so be it. But Kushner, and if we got some other guys that we think that if you start double-teaming him, that we get some one-on-ones match up with those guys too. So that's the thing about having a, a, a great pass rusher like Kushner is you – if you double-team him, you're going to make everybody else one-on-one. So uh, so then everybody else get a chance to, chance to make plays. Yeah, who who are some of the other guys uh, that uh, should should play big for you this year? Uh, we got we got uh, Drake Carter coming back. We got uh, <clears throat> Eli Jackson coming back uh, in, in the middle um, that didn't play last year, and uh, he was a big part of one of one of one of our best linemen as a freshman. So uh, he'll be back this year, and then we, we got the other guys that was there last year, Selmar. So that's going to make those guys that much better because now they get the rest. And they don't have to play the whole game where they had to play the whole game last year. And they was really backups playing the whole game. So now we get some of these starters back and then with the backups and go back to backups and we just give these guys spot play and where they'll be a lot better. And then we signed a couple other uh, defensive linemen too. And uh, that's going to come in and compete. And so we, we really think we improved that position. And uh, of course that's, that'll do uh, work wonders for the defense when the defensive line is playing good. And then some other guys. Who are, who are some guys maybe we don't know the name, some new guys maybe to the program, some guys that didn't uh, necessarily get a lot of playing time last year that uh, we should be on the lookout for this year? Uh, well, you know you know Holloway, uh, the linebacker, he's back. And his brother played corner for us, and we moved him to safety this year. Uh, he's number 10, Amani Holloway. And uh, uh, so, and then we got uh, Joe Narcisse. Is a, is a uh, uh, he's a freshman that came in in January, so he, he didn't he never got to play because of COVID, of course. So he's been here now a year, just about, and uh, we 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 expect him to be a starter, man. He's uh he's physical, uh, he's nasty, and uh, then we got Caleb Caleb uh, Caleb on the other side, uh, who we're expecting probably to uh, play a lot and uh, he, he's his third year in the program so he'll be a redshirt sophomore so we're expecting him to play a lot and uh, make some plays on the, on the other side yeah. uh, and then we signed, we still signed a couple other guys at safety and, and corners um, that, that we think got a great chance of playing also. Yeah Holloway is a big time player linebacker no question about it so let me ask you this because I mean I've con- even w- once you know, it was announced that Deion Sanders is going to be the head coach of Jackson State. Everybody was crowning Jackson State the champs. I always contended that, you know, Alabama A&M is that team. Alcorn State the two-time defending champs. Six times, I think, uh, winning the Eastern Division. Uh, you look at, you know, Grambling Southern on the Prairie View A&M's on the come up. 
Uh, do you feel like, do, do you or your team players feel like a sense of disrespect, particularly early on when everybody was talking about Jackson State was going to be that team? Uh, not, not at all, uh, Donald. I think that uh, uh, Coach Sanders has done a great job of, of recruiting and, and getting some guys in there. And, you know, one thing he does is, he spotlights it, you know. He puts it out there when he signs somebody. You know, I, you know, we signed a couple three and four star guys. We just don't put it out to what same way they do. And uh, he's brought a buzz to the conference, and uh, and uh, we we got some more exposure and, and things of that nature. So what he's doing is great for, for not only the SWAC but HBCUs and uh, and for Jackson. But we don't feel disrespected because we was picked to come in second. You know. We was picked to come second. Alcorn was picked to, to win it. So uh, it's been that way for a couple of years now, and uh, we know what we got to do. Like you said, the Alcorn game is probably the biggest game of the year in the HBCU, you know, especially for us. Uh, we know, like you said, the six-time defending champs, and if we want to be the champs, we got to beat them uh, week one. So we got to be ready to go week one. And, uh, you know, to be the champs, you got to beat the champs, man. So we're up for the challenge. We look forward to it, and uh, it's going to be a great football game. Oh, yeah, no question about it. The season opens for Alabama A&M on February 27th at home. Big-time football game as the Braves of Alcorn State come to Lewis Cruz Stadium. Again, third-year head football coach of the Bulldogs is Connell Maynard. Joins us here on the HBCU Football Daily Podcast. Appreciate making some time, uh, especially on short notice, uh, Coach, and we'll talk with you throughout the course of the season. All right, Tom. Thanks, man. Appreciate you having me, and uh, you know that I got you back anytime, man. This is my belief, you see. I need an angel. I'm calling an angel. Send me an angel down. Oh, I need an angel. Find the Box to Row YouTube page for conversations with stars like Amari Hardware, Brandy, Michael Strahan, and with some of our favorite sports guests over the years. Over the years. <laughs>